Welcome to Mind Music Mastery, a weekly podcast brought to you by Talyard Education. Join us for a series of episodes for every creative to explore the space inside of ourselves as well as outside of ourselves. You are your own champion. You are your own best friend. And we are back. Welcome to episode nine of Mind Music Mastery. It's been a couple of little weeks since you've heard from me and my beautiful counterpart, Susanna. Um, we've both been away, resetting. Quarantine has been, you know, pretty long. It's kind of dragging out now. Um, and I think we both probably needed just a bit of a restart. So we are back fresh and ready to talk to you guys about some new incredible topics to kind of get us thinking about our mental health and staying emotionally resilient during this crazy time and beyond. Um, I'm here with the lovely Susanna. How are you doing, Suze? Doing well, thank you. Good to be back. Good to be back. I had to dust off my microphone this morning. Get all the <laughs> get all the cobwebs off. <laughs> I know, right? How are you doing, Lucy? I'm all right. I feel very reset. I got a little bit of sunshine for a week, and that was literally like just get, injecting life back into me. It was incredible. Oh yeah, I can totally see the uh, sun glow going on there. <laughs> it's my new look, Go- golden <laughs> glow. They shall call me. Love it. Love uh, it. Um. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited that we're back and I'm really excited actually to talk about um, the topic that you've chosen for today, actually. Um, so this was a request of Susanna's and I'm really glad that we're talking about it because as I started to kind of dive into it, um, I started to realise that it's something that we don't talk about often, but it's definitely something that is, as you'll find out, a bit of an epidemic, I think, in our society. Um, so we're talking about shame today and the title of today's podcast is vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation creativity and change and what an amazing amazing statement um that kind of sends chills down my spine Mm. um so yeah it is isn't it it's it really resonated with me um so i guess i'm gonna hand over to you susanna so you can kind of expand a little bit about you know what we're gonna what we're gonna dive into today okay um so to start off with Um, A lot of the research for this podcast has come from the wonderful Brené Brown. Um, She's a shame researcher and has written many wonderful books. Um, I started reading her book called uh, The Gifts of Imperfection, where she kind of does a bit of a deep dive into the topic of vulnerability and shame um, and how it can affect our day-to-day lives and more specifically our creativity. So I thought it'd be a really good shame, shame, a really good uh, um, topic for us to 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 jump into in in talking about how shame can block our creativity, can block us from ourselves, um, and ultimately become something that um, disables us from being able to 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 be and do the things that we feel we're created to do. Mm. Um, and so in. In essence, um, Brené sums up shame like this, that she defines shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced done or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. She says that she doesn't believe that shame is helpful for or productive. When we experience shame, we feel disconnected and desperate for worthiness. Full of shame or the fear of shame we are more likely to engage in self-destructive behaviours and to attack 
or shame others. In fact, shame is related to violence, aggression, depression, addiction, eating disorders and bullying, to name a few. Um, she then goes on to say that vulnerability is something that we all avoid doing. However, it's the very birthplace of innovation, creativity and change. And so I kind of just really want to do a bit of a deep dive into that today. Um, share some like really practical examples and also just kind of share some stories about where we've experienced shame in our own lives and kind of what things can come come up and systems of beliefs that we believe about ourselves and other people and what we can do to change those systems of beliefs as well um i'm welcoming yeah. that with open arms because actually the more <clears throat> the more i started to listen to the um the ted talk that you sent on to me susanna i started to realize how many things in life and how many threads and, and strands can connect back to this whole kind of self-shaming which i didn't yeah. even realize was so so prominent not even even in my psyche and i know she talked a bit about the difference between shaming and guilt um mm. And just how shame can pretty much have a, especially I think in the, the feminine world, such a kind of prominent place. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I really started to think about things, really simple things like, you know, we do, for example, things in a certain day to make us feel good, make us feel healthy. For example, we might wake up and have a healthy breakfast and we might do a workout in the morning or in the evening. But in the days that we don't, we will definitely I definitely know that I do it shame myself for not having Mm. done the thing that I feel like I should have done and I really think the word should is something that we should just remove from the English language like I should have done Mm. I think Louise Hay talks about it It should be (laughs) let's see that was a bit of a play there I could have done and then you remove the element of shame I could you're giving yourself the option you're not telling yourself that you've done something wrong by not by have not Mm. doing it so I just wanted to, to put that in there because that was something that I've been thinking about loads recently, my use of the word should with myself, my relationship yeah. with myself. And I yeah. just think it's something to kind of make our listeners think about a little bit as well. And I think I think um, the example that you shared just now is a really, it's a really great example actually. And I've, I'm positive every single one of us have thought, have had those similar thoughts at some point or another where we felt like, oh, actually we should be um, getting up and going the gym or eating healthy or doing some sort of exercise and when we don't we're just like oh I'm so fat oh I'm so lazy or I am I am Mm. Um, and I really want to pick up on the language that we use to self-shame and she talks about this a lot that shame says that I am bad whereas guilt says I did something bad Mm. and that's the real distinct difference between shame and guilt yeah one is addressing self an identity and the other one is addressing behavior so you know the shame shame is a real focus on self whereas guilt is a real focus on behavior so we can look we can approach that example with with two completely different outlooks so number one is like oh i didn't go to the gym today oh i'm so bad or i'm so lazy or i'm so inconsistent so that's really that that shame saying that this is our identity it's the definition of who we are or oh I feel fat today or I feel bad I didn't go to the gym that's looking at behavior Mm. and it's just like okay I feel bad but tomorrow I'll go because that's something that's going to help me feel good you know rather than taking on as our identity um and so yeah just that little switch in language Mm. can begin to can begin to change stuff like in a real practical sense if we talk about it like from a 
songwriting point of view say you're in a session and you know for whatever reason you struggle to to participate or you didn't feel like you were able to come up with the lyrics or the melody or be as involved in the session instead of being like oh I am such a, a rubbish songwriter or I am no good or I'm not worthy of being here and kind of really doing a deep dive into imposter syndrome we can kind of almost press the brakes on that and be like I feel like I could have done better today or I feel like I could have done um, something a bit different today I feel like I could have contributed more I feel like something was blocking me and then it gives you cause to reflect rather than taking you into almost like a shame spiral mm. um, which can often lead to really really destructive behavior I like that shame spiral that that word in itself it's so true isn't it like what you just said really resonated with me the difference between I am and I feel because mm. I I think it's so easy to create an attachment to your to just one singular behavior to your entire identity yeah and it's not true and I think it's a pattern that we can all formulate without even realizing that we've done it Mm -hmm. absolutely and I think a lot of us know that our feelings can change whereas our perception of our identity who we are doesn't change so easily doesn't Mm. isn't so um so uh what's the word it's not so um fluid as our feelings are yeah it's a bit more consistent it's a bit more like the foundations yeah you know and it feels to me a little bit like that phrase I think therefore I am like the more you the more you shame yourself and tell yourself that you you are a certain way the more you know, the more you're going to like I don't know it's kind of like a catch-22 isn't it you the more you're either going to kind of run away from the thing that you that you want to be doing that makes you feel better or yeah you're going to start falling into a pattern of behavior that reflects the thing that you're telling yourself you are so yeah, it, it is this real kind of catch catch 22 so we have to catch the 22 yeah. <laughs> before yeah. it spirals Absolutely. <laughs> and and i think the key to that is vulnerability you know and vulnerability can be a really scary thing mm. um because it leaves the door open to like judgment or a fear of, of being judged and um or a fear of being perceived a certain way especially when you work in an industry which is so much about keeping up appearances Mm. it can be really really difficult to be vulnerable and be authentic however and I love this because um Brené talks about this a lot in that in one of her TED talks which is if you to if you were to put shame into a petri dish it needs the three things to grow exponentially secrecy silence and judgment but if you douse it with empathy it cannot survive and the only way to douse our shame with empathy is to share it and to be vulnerable yeah. and to be met with empathy i love that um because it's and 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 there's a lot of difference between empathy and sympathy empathy is the ability to tap into the, the same feeling through your own resource bank of experiences that you've lived and say hey i remember feeling that kind of way before i know how that feels that's really tough like I can imagine what you're going through is really tough versus sympathy which is oh sucks to be you that sounds like it's bad but like get over it do you know what I mean because you aren't able to relate to it on a real emotional level Mm -hmm. but when you meet shame with empathy it's got it's got nowhere to hide and actually it can be a massive part of the healing process Mm -hmm. and that's the beautiful thing about it and that's the beautiful thing about vulnerability is that's an invitation to empathy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love that. I think something that she spoke about quite a lot um, in the talk that I that you sent on to me was about vulner- vulnerability, mm. not being not being a weakness and I think so much so much in our society we can we can perceive vulnerability or to expose ourselves to be a sign of of us being weak but actually it's back to the original thing that we sort of saying in the podcast it is really the pillar of strength and it's the thing of which we give birth mm. to all of our greatest ideas so it's just something yeah. that I wanted to reiterate because that was another line that I really pulled out and was like it makes so much sense mm. And I think like to create is to make something that has never existed before. She talks about this as well. Mm. Um, And to create something that never existed before, there's nothing more vulnerable than that. Yeah. And, you know, and as creatives, that's that's what we do on a daily basis. Yeah. Whether that's through art, whether that's through graphics, whether that's through music, whether that's through songwriting, whether that's through media, like whatever that is, Mm. to create something that didn't exist before is the epitome of vulnerability and that's the beauty of it like that's vulnerability can be so beautiful Mm. um and it's and it's also like a place that opens the door to connection yeah chances are that when you felt most connected to people is when you've both been sharing your vulnerability with each other and being met with absolute like empathy and understanding and that empathy and understanding is what builds connection you're completely right I mean I think the moments where I've met people and we've been able to and sometimes you meet someone and you just kind of you find yourself on their their kind of wavelength or whatever you want to call it you you just kind of you're em- you're emanating a similar energy and you and you can kind of a bit like I'll refer to Rory when we speak, spoke to Rory in a previous episode and someone just peels back mm. their layers immediately and just exposes themselves and it's just super vulnerable those kinds of conversations and those kinds of connections those ones that are kind of just awe striking where you just feel immediately so connected to people like those kinds of moments if I'm honest for me are some of my most loved and almost like memorable moments of being a human you know Mm -hmm. like when I think about the things that I love in my life the moments that I feel like I'm actually truly living and it's those moments of true connection because you can almost feel like a thread or a cord between yourself and that person you know formulating does does that make sense yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah I love that and and that's and I think that's that's the beauty of human connection Mm. you know and so often it comes from what we we that that deep human connection often comes as a result of doing the opposite of what we're taught to do Mm. mm-hmm You know, we're taught, don't be vulnerable because it's weak. Mm. Be the best. You know, always be on top. Always have like a stiff upper lip. Mm. Be polite. Don't be authentic. (laughs) Try and fit in. If you don't mind me saying, it's a bit of a British thing as well, isn't it? (laughs) The overly polite thing. My partner's, um, he's he's Italian. He he always... (laughs) He always tells me off for that. It's definitely something that's entrenched a little bit in tradition of just kind of just taking it on the chin. And it's like, no, I actually don't have to. (laughs) But I think I think this whole kind of ethos of taking things on the on the chin fundamentally stems from a deep seated sense of unworthiness and an inability to to hold boundaries. Hmm. Um, and that comes from a culture of not wanting to rock the boat. Mm, absolutely, yeah. All those things definitely link together. I think like a 
like a stringed thread. Yep, absolutely. So tell me, sorry. Go on. As I said, tell me, you you said earlier that, and I'm going to pull up the quote again because I think it's really powerful. Empathy is the antidote to shame. So, I mean, empathy is a wonderful thing. And I think a lot of us might struggle to have empathy towards ourselves in the same way that we can do towards others. Um, so if somebody's going through this and they're finding that they've, they've caught themselves and they're listening to this podcast and they've said, okay, mm-hmm. I definitely self-shame and I didn't realize that I do it. This is something that is actually a problem. What would mm. be your advice? How do we start to give ourselves empathy to start to break the pattern of this? I think there's a, there's a few key things. Um, there's a, the first thing really is to understand what empathy is and that if you don't have empathy, you can actually grow in empathy. You can learn empathy. Um, and you can activate empathy through so many different things, through cultivating curiosity by learning about other people and learning about other things mm. outside of your of, out of your knowledge base. Because when you have, what that does, that serves to do is to give you greater perspective. And when you have greater perspective, you're able to even have a perspective of yourself that is different from the one that you've known. The other one is to use your imagination, to activate your imagination, to grow in empathy, which is to imagine um, what other people must be going through and what it must feel like. Because mm-hmm. if you can do that for someone else, you can learn to do that for yourself. Um, Brené talks about it as well, about knowing your triggers, knowing what triggers shame in, in you, so that when you're confronted with it, you recognize it for what it is straight away. Do you know and what then, you're... Sorry, Suze, go ahead. There, go on. Were you going to say, do I know what my triggers are? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> go on, show me. Show me your triggers. I think definitely one of my triggers is not being listened to. Yeah, that's a big one. So if someone comes to me for advice and I take out time from my day to to give them advice and really get involved in their story and actively listen see see their heart and see what it is that they're asking for and they're like yeah great advice that's so good and then they don't listen to it it's just like well why did you just waste my time like and that's a real trigger for me and I'm like why am I so triggered it doesn't matter like if they don't listen to my advice they're their own person I don't control the outcome why am I so triggered and it comes to this underlying thing within me which is my advice must not be good enough I must not be good enough and it's just like whoa I've just gone down a whole shame spiral from trying to help someone (laughs) wow um wow so that's a really like practical thing um yeah. I think another trigger for me is tiredness. Yeah. I for that. sure. Like if I have not slept well or if I'm if I've just because I'm an introvert, right? My uh my uh 16 personality, my Myers-Briggs is INFJ. <laughs> so I'm very intuitive, very feeling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Strong I- INF. Um and so I need time by myself to refuel. So if I have peopled all day, I'm like done I'm just like no one talk to me leave me alone let me switch off let me like refuel and if there's more demand placed on me when I'm already drained I know I can feel a trigger rising up in me like Mm. and it's so out of character because I'm such a people person yeah but it's it's a it's 
tiredness I know and so I know now if I'm getting to a point where I'm like I am peopled out I need to go and just be by myself for an hour or I just need to go and like switch off watch some cheesy American TV like something just to switch (laughs) off right yeah love a bit of keeping up with the Kardashians (laughs) and a little bit of housewives it's great 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 switches you off takes you to an alternative universe I call it I call it brain goo (laughs) yeah let your brain just melt into it yeah basically um so that tiredness is definitely another trigger of mine uh do you know what your triggers are lucy dun, dun, dun. i knew you was gonna ask me that um yeah well actually funnily enough when you were saying um your first trigger about sort of listening i i that's a big trigger for me but it, it reversed so if somebody comes to me and asks me for advice or even if I'm just having a one-to-one conversation as we're having now and that person for whatever reason is not taking in what I'm saying to them so they're getting distracted their phones buzz they've got a notification and there's a point that they stop giving me the attention you know that I'm that I'm requiring by by sort of sitting and having a conversation with you I'm immediately triggered and go into a spiral of what I'm saying isn't interesting enough why are they not listening to me why is my voice not valid you know is something on their phone or is that thing over there that they're looking at more interesting than what I'm saying am I even interesting at all so you know whoop, and off I go into a spiral so I think that's definitely one for me um and then another one I think is the one that I kind of outlined at the very beginning which is you know uh, especially during quarantine it's been really important for me that I kind of do a little bit of daily exercise because sometimes you know there are days where we don't leave leave our own apartments um and eat healthy because otherwise it's really easy for me to just kind of go towards the sugary foods that look really great or just chuck a delivery my way and then the days I don't it's a shame spiral oh why didn't you go and sort of have a jog on the spot for 10 minutes like you know you, mm. and then I go down that spiral of you're not good enough like you're not actually fit at all you're not healthy you know and there there it is and I, I actually know none of that's true <laughs> but but in that moment wow is my brain trying to tell me that it is <laughs> yeah yeah so I hear that those, I hear that those are probably my my two that, that kind of stick out in my mind great look at us getting all vulnerable on the podcast oh look at us um <laughs> So the next thing is to know, so the first thing to know your triggers, the next thing is to reality check your feelings. So, so for me, it's like, oh, I'm really triggered because this person hasn't listened to me. Oh, am I, is, am I living that person's life? No. Okay. Reality check. Not your decision to make, their decision to make. Mm. They didn't ask you to make the decision for you, for them. They asked you for your advice, Mm. (laughs) you know? okay that's fine you're allowed to not listen to my advice okay reality check crisis avoided but if I don't reality check (laughs) then it's really easy to go to switch from shame to blame yeah and look for someone to blame because we we love to to blame our shame away yeah and that's not healthy either because it doesn't actually deal with the shame it just passes it on to someone else yeah um so yeah so point two really to deal with it is to reality check them then the third thing to do with dealing with shame is to reach out and share your story Mm. so 
as we're doing here on the podcast today <laughs> oh, we with were, all of our listeners we've already made it to step three i thought like we were making yeah. some real progress today <laughs> it's really important like to to reach out and share your story so even if you know going to a friend and just be like hey so i realized something today if i don't ex- if i experience this this is where my mind goes to and this is the, this is what starts me spiraling um and i realized that's really unhealthy and that's something i need to work on just just sharing your story nips shame in the bud because remember like shame thrives with secrecy silence and judgment Mm. and so when we stay silent we keep that shame intact when we speak it out we break the power that shame has by Mm. sharing it i love it says yeah we break our desire Mm. so we you know our desire for connection and for authenticity outweighs our need to be perceived in a certain way that isn't real Mm. you know um and yeah and the last thing really is to speak to the shame and say okay shame you are not mine to carry i am not this i feel this way and you move from shame to guilt if you've done something wrong or move from shame to peace if you haven't done anything wrong by self by basically self validating and you know self-soothing almost yeah. <laughs> so you're like oh hold on hold on a minute here like shame you don't get to you don't get to have that place um and one of the things that's really really important is to speak to yourself like you would speak to someone that you really love yeah that's such an important point i've heard this before i think outside of the context of shaming but you know when when we have the ability to maybe not be so kind to ourselves someone Mm. once said to me would you speak to your best friend like that the way you speak to yourself and I was like I absolutely would never dream of speaking to somebody I love like that and then it was just the question of well why do you talk to yourself that way I think it's so 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 powerful to just place Mm. the person you know just to think just to think about that I think it's really I think it's so yeah it really shifted my perception I think when I sort of have when I listen to or when my inner saboteurs sort of or my inner gremlin is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> having a little chit chat and now Cassandra's making an appearance <laughs> oh she does oh she does don't worry we catch her we catch her far more frequently than we used to um so yeah I I, I that really helped me as well naming it I mean can we name more shame can we name the shame gremlin <laughs> would that help us <laughs> we could like oh my, a lot of the times it's our ego our ego's triggered when we're experiencing shame mm. and I, I think the thing to remember with our ego that is there to protect us yeah and what it perceives as protecting us yeah um and it's also because the inner child is saying i have an unmet need and i think that's really important i think when you begin to realize that actually shame triggers or spirals whichever kind of one that you're on are always as a result of an unmet need yeah and actually we can begin to learn to either reparent ourselves or begin to meet those own needs within ourselves whether that's through self-validating whether that's through rest and recuperation whether that's through um sharing a story and reaching out to a friend whatever it is like we have the tools within us to be able to tackle these things head on and not allow them to have a destructive force in our lives but it comes to a choice and it also always comes down to choices Mm. 
I think you know. I think definitely you know resources like this and this podcast I mean it's making me think massively but I think <clears throat> being able to just identify what it is is definitely mm. one of the most empowering moments to knowing how to make the right choice isn't it I think yeah. I think certainly certainly listening to you speaking today about shame like because I would have I would have crosswired them I would have I would have associated the things you've discussed as shame as being guilt but they are they are two completely different things mm. and I think just just literally summarized in 20 minutes I now know how to deal with these things when they come up mm. for me mm. so I think yeah it's just it's really kind of powerful but you're right it is down to it is down to choice and it's so easy so easy to um to listen to the other side the other voice that's kind of going down the more kind of self-destructive shame shaming path mm. but but we all definitely have the tools within us I think to transmute that as well definitely and I think I think that's not an unfamiliar um comparison Mm. you know I think shame and guilt can feel the same Mm. it's what we do with it that's different yeah it's what it says about us that's different you know we said this early on shame says that I I am bad Mm. whereas guilt says I've done something bad Mm. and that that just that little change in language and that little change in perspective makes all the difference yeah yeah one has the ability to reinforce change the other one keeps us stuck in our you know in our negative thinking and in what we perceive to be our incompetencies yeah one moves us towards growth the other one moves us through well keeps us in stagnation basically Mm. Um, and, and that's where it comes down to choice. We get to choose the effect that that these actions have in our lives. Mm. We can we can uh, we can choose shame or we can choose guilt. Shame will keep us trapped. Guilt will set us free. Are you dropping more memes on me, Suze? Oh, maybe. We need to do a t-shirt series coming soon. <laughs> to the Mind Music po- Mastery podcast. Hey, well, actually, watch this space, because t-shirts are coming, aren't they, Suze? <laughs> That's right. I just need to write them all down. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's, a, there's a lovely little meme there for you. Um, that, you know, shame will keep us trapped, whereas guilt will set us free. And that will make all the difference Mm. you know and that will make the that will make all the difference to how we speak to ourselves as well why do you think you speak to yourself so negatively so often where did that negative voice come from yeah that's so good you're completely right Wow, as always as always Suze you're um expanding my consciousness and really making me think deeply and yeah about all of the all of the ways in which we can continue to look into ourselves and improve our own our own situation I guess and work towards being the best versions of ourselves that we know we can be (laughs) that's right that's right I was just thinking as we were talking today that I would really love if any of our um listeners feel or I guess so feel like vulnerable they can be vulnerable enough I'd love them to share their shame stories if they feel like this has touched them today if you know you said that sharing is one of the first steps to well it's one of one of the four steps to really kind of overcoming overcoming what I'm calling absolutely. the shame gremlin so if anyone does want to reach mm. out to us and um share any of their stories I mean I'd absolutely love to hear them as well 
Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I think so. I think it would be nice to hear from some of my viewers, um, viewers, listeners. We should probably record one of these soon on video. Why not? We have so much fun doing them, but we're still remote. I can't wait to actually do this in yeah. a real studio, Suze. Imagine. I know. I know. <laughs> Being in the same space at the same time. Oh, it's literally unheard of in 2020, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Remember the good old days? <laughs> Oh, I do, I do. Um, well, this has been such a kind of, yeah, inspiring, inspiring podcast as always. Do you have anything else you would like to leave our listeners with today? Any last words? Um, I think it's just to remember that, that vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity and change. Um, and if those are things that you're seeking in your life today, it's never too late to start being vulnerable. Yeah. So start today. Start today. I love that. What a wonderful way to end. Well, I hope that you all got something from today's podcast. Um, feel free to uh, drop us an email if you want to share any of your um, any of your stories. I'll leave all of our information on the bio of this podcast. And if you like it, then please like it. Heart us, follow us, do whatever. And we'd love to hear from you guys. That's right. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.